Close the door behind you. You're now in the green room. Hello and welcome, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Green Room. I'm your host, Kedi Emanuel. Um, I am in here today uh, with Devon, uh, Dr. Devon on Instagram. You're going to see his username pop up here. Make sure you go follow him, show him some love. And if you're watching this and you love the cadence, Caribbean cadence, make sure to follow us, like, share, and subscribe. Right. Um, yeah, so me and Devon are in here. We're going to have a discussion uh we're going to talk a little bit about the platform we're going to talk about music we're just going to hang out you know uh the green room is about going beyond uh social media and actually connecting with people and um if this is your first time joining us make sure to check out some of our past episodes um it's been a good time it's been a good run and uh i think you'll enjoy some of some of the discussions i've had over the years so doc I, don't, I hope you don't mind me calling you a dog. That's fine with me. That's fine with me. <laughs> Go ahead and, and, you know, give the people a short introduction to yourself, uh, a little bit about you, a little bit about your music, uh, your life as a, as a bass guitarist. So, uh, right. So my name is Devon Paul. I'm 25 years old. I've been playing music from since the age of nine years. Um, I started on guitar, my dad taught me, and when I was in high school, or well, secondary school, um, when I was about, what, I was like 15, 16, thereabout, I used to play bass in church for a friend of mine, and I used what I learned from guitar into bass, and then from that itself, I just developed a little skill in bass, but I was just playing, you know, church because we only had like one keyboard player and one drummer and I played guitar but we needed a bass man so I just switched up and you know I ended up playing bass and then even in at school we had a little school band and they needed so, a bass player as well let, let me let me slow the story down a little bit right because uh, uh, I don't often get the chance to speak to other Lucians right mm. in the green room so I'm going to maximize this opportunity. <laughs> talk to me, talk to me. <laughs> and ask you some questions. So when you, when you said church, what, what church exactly are you referring to there? Oh, church of God. Oh, church of God. Okay. Yeah, Which church is of God. where? Located where? Um, main branch is at Entrepo. It's actually next to the Entrepo school, that okay. big blue building. Mm. I don't know if you ever passed there before. I think so. I think so. Yeah, so... That's the church. That's where, you know, it all started. So your dad Until... was a guitarist, right? Yeah, still is. All right. Cool, cool. I'm always yeah. jealous, man, when I talk to people. The parents are instrumentalists, you know, and ah. <laughs> come from the, the whole musical family thing, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it's really cool. Yeah. But, but carry on with the story. Uh, yeah, sure. So, yeah. Um, so me and the... How did I end up playing bass full-time was... Um, before on my last year in secondary school, my music teacher, he, he had this still pan group. I want to give a shout out to Al one time. All right. Al was a music teacher at the time and he had a, a still pan group called, um, Epic Steel. 
And it was consisting of a few pans, tenor, some cellos, and bass man, and a keyboard player. So it was kind of different from how everybody knows an all steel pan group. He had a little mixture of, of electric bass and keyboardist in the mix. So he needed a bass player and he told me, hey, I need you for a gig. These are the list of songs. I know you're capable of learning it. Handle that for me and come to the gig. Where, where had he seen you play before? How did he, how did he know? Okay, okay. So you were playing at school before, okay. Yeah, so he was my music teacher at the time. And he noticed, you know, I was a little bit, you know, how, how can I put it? I wasn't too strong on bass, but, you know, I could hold a few notes and a few right. chords, whatever. Right, right. And he saw that I was, I guess, able or good enough to, to do the gig. I was not confident about it, but um, I was like, why not give it a shot? You know, chance to make a little bit of money, whatever. Right. Um, and we did the gig at what was called Smuggler's Cove at the time. I've been I was in, yeah. yeah, I was in like 2013. Yeah, about that. So that's when I did the first gig, and that's where the journey started for me as a bass player. That's where it all started. That's amazing to me how, and I keep saying this, and I, I might just say this on every episode, but it's amazing to me how every time I speak to a musician, their story is always connected to somebody else's, right? Mm-hmm. Like when I spoke to uh, Ronald Bullington, he mentioned early on in his journey, you know, his mom sat with him with, with same thing with uh, her guitar because she, she played guitar as well, you know. And um, and from there, like as as all musicians go along, it's always a story of people. It's a story of opportunities that were given. And I want to just stop and, and just make this announcement. You have to be a nice person. In the <laughs> you have to be because there's I ne- so. <laughs> I've never met I've never met a very talented musician um that was cocky or you know annoying or had an air about I've met them. a few. <laughs> there's definitely a bunch of them. Yeah, man, but uh, not too much, but yeah. Yeah, because I feel like at a certain level. People are hiring you not just because you're talented, but because you're also fun to play with. You're also fun to be around, right? Uh, yeah, of course. And, and I think that's an element that sometimes goes overlooked, you know? Yeah, so after Smuggler's Cove, right? This journey begins, mm. and now you're playing with this, this band, right? Um, yeah. And, but you said that this is where your consideration for going into music full-time started. So how do we make that connection from starting with this steel pan band and you deciding, wait a minute, you know, I, I got paid for this gig. How, 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 how can we make this a career? Um, how can I put this? So I, um, when I started, I never thought about it too much or even considered doing music full time. I always saw it as a, a part-time thing where, you know, I still have school to do, you know, I still have other studies that I want to get done for. And my uncle, who is a guitarist, I don't know if you um, know him, um, Zach Popo. Oh, yeah. I, I yeah, like he him. always told me, um, yeah, uh, there's, you, doing music here, well, at the time, doing music in St. Lucia full-time, 
um, there's only a, a like a level set of musicians that they are will always get a set of gigs, and you cannot depend on music fully here in Saint Lucia. You might just be you know crippling yourself or setting yourself short on some things where it won't be. Um, how can I put this? It won't be a career where you would be making a lot of money for it. Yeah, it especially with um, yeah, the whole struggling with, artist thing. Yeah, yeah, struggling artist, and the thing with um, a lot of different bands at the time was um, cutting prices to get um this other band's gig or whatever. So, like, let's say if this hotel is paying this band a sum of money for that amount of hours or whatever another band will come and say they'll do something better for less money. <laughs> so they had a lot of cutthroat going around back in those times. And yeah, and musicians here in St. Lucia, um, I would say let's fight down each other, but the older generation had this thing where they always wanted to be better than each other or whatever, mm-hmm. but that's another story. <laughs> that's another story. But, um, but yeah, so my uncle always told me that, um, to focus on school and you know push yourself further in something or find a career in something different but other than music I could still do music put it as a side so that's what I I tried to do until so until I was doing music for like a year playing bass for one year and then I went to um Safa Lewis Community College and on my last year at Safa um, before my last exam, before my final exam, I got a call from a friend of mine, a, a keyboard player, um, shout out to Jardy one time. Um, he called me wh- while I was on my break at class and he told me if I would consider doing cruise ships. Mm. And I'm like, cruise ships? I tell him not really, but what's the gig like? And he told me it pays such and such an amount. He's going with... Um, those set of musicians and it's with Norwegian. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> that's a big step. Yeah. So I didn't even leave college yet. I was on my last exam and then I got the offer to um, travel the world and make a little bit of money and, you know, do music as a full-time job. So what year was this? That was 2018. All right. Uh, Jade, uh, uh... He's uh, also a vide- videographer, right? Yes. Yeah, I want to give him a quick shout out. I, mm-hmm. I really appreciate his work. Uh, he's he's yeah, a man. very skilled videographer. So y'all check him out. I'll put his username right here. It's floating past mm-hmm. the screen. And uh, also, if you're watching this on Facebook, wherever you're watching this, the link will be in the, des- the description. So go check out Jadi as well. So, yep, yep. so now you've gotten this offer. And yeah. this last exam... Did, did you do the last exam? Or you I did the last exam, but as soon as I did the exam, two weeks after, I flew off to Barbados to get my visa, and then the week after, I flew off to join the ship. So I was not even there for graduation. I was <laughs> <laughs> I was on a ship, living yeah. my best life, getting some money, and <laughs> doing music as a full-time career, full-time job. Great, great, which was, great. Which was not planned. I was just like, maybe I should just give it a try and whatnot. Mm. And then so, boom, bam. Tell me out though. What were you studying at Safa before you, you went over? I did quantity surveying. Okay. 
Because don't they offer music at Safa? Is that not offered there? Mm, probably as an, well, it used to be offered as an elective, but not a, a standard course. Okay. If you had to do um, music as a course itself, like getting your grade ones and grade twos or whatever it is, you would have to go through School of Music. All right. Okay. Yeah. So School of Music would be handling that aspect, but at Safa, nah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, man, I, I can definitely, first of all, I want to roll back a little bit and definitely agree with you in terms of, um, you know, the reservation of folks to do music full time, right? Because mm-hmm. in, in my story, uh, even in Form 1, I wanted, to, I wanted to learn the piano, I wanted to learn the keyboard, and, right. um, and I didn't have anybody to teach me. And I was denied the opportunity to go to the school of music. So that's how I ended up on bass, right? Ah, and then okay. makes sense. Because <laughs> that's what I got the opportunity to learn. And then I fell in love with bass. And then even while I was in college, I, I was playing, you know, on, on Sundays at different churches and stuff. And I was like, you know, I'm using this to pay for my bills. Yo, I could just do this, you know? And True. I was discouraged. You're like, nah, you should do what you're doing, you know? Um, so it, it's it's definitely a thing. And I think it's valid, right? Uh, that, you know, currently for a lot of people, it is difficult to, um, to have music as a career. But a lot of people don't know that it is a possibility. You know, if you're good at what it you do, there are options, you know? There are options, and I want to really stress that. Um, but let's just keep diving into your journey. Um, so now you're on the ship, right? You you you, you, mm-hmm. you ride that you rode rode that last exam, and you're on the ship. Tell us a little bit about your experience, right? So ship life. I do not know really what to expect. Um, when I got there, it was a whole different like scenery for me. I'm like, whoa. The ship is big. My first contract was on the Norwegian Escape. That's one of the big ships. And I was like, it's like a hotel on water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, got to the room and I sat there for a little bit. I'm like, I'm actually doing this. I'm actually on a ship. Like, this is about to happen. And <laughs> we signed on and we went straight into work in the evening. So just like a normal gig in a hotel here, in a resort, whatever. Um, we have our set list of what we're going to play for the evening. So I was with a party band. Um, the name of the band was Groove Addiction at the time. I don't know if the band leader has changed it by now. I'm not with them anymore. Mm. But um, yeah, so we already had the list of songs and we were rehearsing from home already. And when we got there, we got to the, um, the lounge. We had a nice little, small little stage, well set up had this big bass amp, a hard key, beautiful. Love that amp so much. Oh, yeah, I wish I could take it home right. with me. <laughs> I wish I could take it home with me. Yeah. Hard key amp, and I plugged up and tested my bass. And what bass were you playing at the time? At the time, I had a Ibanez SD SD fifty SD fifty. Yeah, that was my first bass that I bought. Yeah, yeah. Ibanez SD50, if memory serves me right, yeah. That's a five-string, right? my, Yeah, that was a five, yeah. yeah. That was a five-string. So that I played that bass for, I think, three months into the contract, and then I bought my Sire. 
when I bought the Sire now, that's when everything <laughs> changed. That's when everything changed. I, yeah. I got a feel of a whole brand new bass and that's when it really it motivated me to start practicing more and start pushing myself. And that's when I used to sit down in my cabin and then learn different songs, practice skills, whatever, then started building myself. Yeah. I never used to really practice much before, like when I was in St. Lucia, but then the feel of a new bass gives you that excitement and Absolutely. motivation to just push and push and push. So that's what happened to me on my first contract when I got the bass, when I got the bass the first time and then started building up myself. So I would say the majority of my practice time where I really pushed myself was during my ship contract. Okay. Yeah. yeah man first of all i want to give a shout out to sire they're not paying us for this but <laughs> yeah but sire bass man it, it's literally the, the best is the best you can get for the price point by far mm-hmm. like it makes a good bass for any beginner bass player oh yeah very good yeah man the sound is amazing the feel is amazing and if you know how to look for what tone you, you're looking for on your dials then Top yeah. notch. My, my only my only reservation that I've had because I have a, a Sire V7, the first generation. I didn't get it with the you know how they they have this whole curved feel with the fretboard now with the second mm-hmm. generation V7s. Um, but yeah, man, my only issue with it is once you get past when you once you get start getting towards the body of the base, right? towards mm-hmm. the, the higher piece of the fretboard. If you're trying to chord and you're sliding up into chords and stuff, um, mm-hmm. to me, the fretboard there feels a little a little pressed, a little, you know, right. close. Uh, but aside from that, you can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. It's very, just out of the box. It's ready to go. <laughs> um, so I love, I love the side tone and stuff. And yeah, man. Uh, and I've heard you play it, you know. Um, I think the first feature on the platform back when Caribbean Cadence was Lucian Musicians. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you you were playing. Um, I think it was some gospel song, some Israel song. Um, on the side. Oh, um, that was um, my strength by Israel Hooten. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did the cover of that. I posted that on YouTube. That's when I was really practicing, practicing. I was like. Maybe I sh- should do a cover. Yeah. And then I did that, and then it just took off from there. Yeah. I want to shout out to you, bro. I want to shout out to you. You always repost my videos. <laughs> always. <laughs> I want to shout out to you. Oh, shout out to you. Thank you, man. Thank you. Always man. reposting. I appreciate the love. I appreciate the support. You know? Yeah, it's a doing pleasure doing what musicians. we do. No, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure doing what we do, man. And it, it's a great being a part of the team now with um, shout out to Ellie, shout out to Makayo. Uh, there's a growing team uh, uh, just running this platform. And it, it's mm-hmm. been it's been humbling to even start this. I remember where I was when I saw that feature. I was actually at an airport. I think I was mm-hmm. I was connecting um, on a flight. Uh, I think either heading up to somewhere or back from somewhere. But I think I was in Atlanta. And I, I was on the airport, literally scouting, because that's how I used to do it, just scouting for Instagram, like, right, right. you know, what, what's going on, who has some of the latest stuff. And I remember mm-hmm. seeing that feature, and I was, I was walking like, who is that? <laughs> 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 yeah, man. 
Yeah, man, you sounded good, man. So oh, yeah. thank you. I try, I try. I cannot play like that anymore, but yeah. <laughs> no, nah, you still can. You, you still can. I, I'm, I'm not going to buy that. I'm, I'm sure you can. I'm sure you sound just that. I have good. to go and practice again. You know, do a whole yeah. month training or practicing to try and make that happen again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now, here's the thing. So now let's let's fast forward a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. You're, you've now done your first tour on the ship. How did you feel? Mm-hmm. This is after your first... Let, how many months did you do? Or how long was oh, it? Um, my first contract was eight months. Yeah, eight months. Okay, so... Long time. You've, you've been on there for eight months, right? How did yeah, you feel after that first contract? I felt good. I had money in my pocket, like... No tomorrow. Um, I had a brand new bass. I bought an interface. I bought a lot of stuff, you know, that contributed to me musically. Bought my first Mac and everything. I, I invested in, you know, cables, a tuner, a pack of strings. Like I, I bought like a bunch of different packs of different brands. I tried it. Um, Dunlop Superbrights, the mm-hmm. DR Fat Beams, even the neon colored strings I tried. You know, I was just experimenting with different strings to, to really like try and find my tone. Mm-hmm. yeah so after that first contract i invested in a lot of different stuff musically so strings wise cables where did you land on on the strings what what brand did you land on string wise uh i have a little back and forth between dunlop and the the dr strings i would say it would vary on what i'm looking for at the time because with the DR strings and my sire, I get that that low-end growl and brightness punch mm-hmm. that I look for when I slap in, in my tone. But when it comes to chords, it's not as clear or ha- as pretty as I want it to be. So mm-hmm. that's when the Dunlop Superbrights would come in handy because then I could, you know, have that versatility of getting that bright end and still have a little punch at the same time. Okay. So I usually buy the Dunlop Super Brights from time to time, but I like the DR okay. as well. All right. But but DR strings. Fat beams preferably. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Okay. And you said you bought an interface. What kind did you get? Focus right? Focus right. Focus right. Scarlet to Y2. Yes. Sir. Focus right all the way. I'm pretty sure I have uh I have the two I four here. So this is my mm. baby. Perfect. I love this thing. Perfect. <laughs> What's magic? Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. So you've just finished eight months, right, on the ship. What what, what routes were you guys traveling? Were you just going around the world? Was um, it the same route? Um, first contract, where were we going? Right. It was a seven-day cruise out of Miami. Seven day cruise out of Miami. We sailed to Nassau, Key West, um, Honduras, and I can't even remember some of the other ports. Oh, on, on one of the private islands called Harvest Key. Yeah. So those were the different islands that we visited to on my first contract. Seven days. All right. Cool, cool. Now, Here's the thing, right? You, mm-hmm. You're telling me about this experience. Um, 
you're, you're 25 there's a, mm-hmm. another there's probably another young musician watching this episode probably 17 18 you know really good uh, probably from St. Lucia or maybe another Caribbean island um, and this person's like the ship I could go and travel the world and you know it, it sounds mm-hmm. great and it is great it's a great opportunity it it's a nice experience actually yeah you meet a, but, diff- you meet a bunch of different people musicians because I made of a lot of um, American we opened my eyes a lot on different aspects of music on artists and you know a different feel as to being more than just a bass player mm. but you know but to be you know how could I say an energy w- within the band that gels with everybody else that's on stage to give that product that production of just giving a vibe mm. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, 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 basically increasing your skills for performance right uh, yeah well and... not just as like playing wise as in as a person as well okay because your energy on stage um will be re- reflected onto people that's out there that's listening to you oh, yeah. so for instance if um if the band that always plays together, they go out together, you know, always drinking together or whatever, like always socializing and doing stuff together. The band gels more and they perform more effectively because then they know each other. So mm-hmm. let's say if me and Virgil are close friends and he always does this certain role before a jam or whatever, <laughs> I would pick up on that instantly and then just oh, follow yeah. through with him and that's what makes the band tight. Right. Right. It makes the band just, you know, on a level and everybody's watching each other, eye contact, whatever. And sometimes you, you don't even need the eye contact. Like you would just feel when something is going to happen and then boom, your guys just execute it right on the spot. Oh, yeah. I've done, I've done gigs where um, we, didn't, we haven't done no rehearsal, nothing. We just meet up and just do the gig and the gig comes out like, like nothing, like easy. So yeah. no repertoire, just call, sorry, not no repertoire, no, no rehearsal, um, just call a song, the key of the song, and boom, bam. That's <laughs> yeah, it. Man. That's a beautiful thing, and I've been there, and yeah. it's a beautiful thing, and uh, oftentimes from that kind of environment, you get some friendships that last forever, you know? Yeah, I have some friends that still, you know, text me every now and then, always mm-hmm. tell me, come up to the States, come to the States, you know? Let's jam out, whatever, but stuck here in St. Lucia because of COVID. <laughs> yeah, but that's changing soon, right? That, that's going to change soon. Yeah. yeah, let's hope, let's hope. Um, but, but my original question there was, I wanted you to tell me, because we've gone through a lot of the pros and I'm sure people have started to get the, the gist of the experience. And mm-hmm. I, I agree that it is a great experience. But I want you to tell me some, some cons, like, what are the things that, okay, if you had a son who was about to go on the ship tomorrow, what's something you might warn him about? Well, if there's one thing for sure, racism is a thing on ship where you have to be very careful with people. Because hmm. we had a bandmaster that, you know, tried to make us do stuff that was not part of our contract. And because we refused to do it, he kind of had it out for us. He made everything a you know issue. He tried to give us more hours to work. Um, a whole bunch of different messes, man. It, like it was just ridiculous. 
he would give us um like um set shifts like let's say if we're doing a sailaway gig at four o'clock that's four in the afternoon we have um a gig in the lounge at six o'clock so we beat the hot sun four o'clock in the afternoon sail away party vibe you only have one hour to get down eat bathe dress and get ready you know dressed up all nice for the evening at six o'clock that was just crazy and he never used to do that before mm-hmm. but the fact that we we refused him you know he was he just had it out for us so i would say just be careful with people um always stand your ground and let them know that this is what you came here to do and just do your work back to your room and you will be fine um anything else that'll be bad um Hmm. I can't really think of much because I, I didn't really had any bad, like bad, bad experiences on ship. It was all good. It's just that we had that one incident with the bandmaster and we had another cruise director that wanted to do things his way. And we already adapted to one way with another cruise director. And he just came with a whole bunch of different concepts that just was not really sitting down <laughs> easy with, with the band and the band was upset about it. And yeah, yeah, but we we made it work. If there's one thing about that band I was working with on ship, um, they were very adaptable. They didn't want to make anything an issue or a problem. Mm. So if they wanted something to happen this way, we, we would try our best to make it happen. One okay. way or, or the other. So they were adaptable. All right. Cool. Mm. Yeah, man. Well, uh, one last question. Well, two more. But uh, one, one really? last regarding your, your career what in the next next five to ten years right uh where mm-hmm. do you see yourself in terms of your musical career that's a very good question i've never thought about that never in my life <laughs> i thought about that next five years um <clears throat> with the way things are going on now with the world if all these diseases and sicknesses, COVID, we now look, we have a war happening now yeah. with um, Ukraine and Russia. I don't really know what should I really, if I, if I should really continue with music because the way the world is going now, that might be something that might not even be yeah. something worth doing for a good amount of money. Because a lot of things now with technology in- increasing are being re- replaced. So music now is done by DJs. We have a lot of um, sampling being done. A lot of programs where you could use your computer to play keyboard or whatever. Mm. We don't really have much of music being music anymore. So in the next five years, I don't know. I, I'm someone who likes to... Um, go with, with the flow with, with things so mm. if an opportunity presents itself then depending on how um i take it then i will know if to go with it or not so yeah i, I think I that's a say, very good answer um mm. no but continue I, I didn't mean to cut you off uh, uh, so it's fine um i was just basically saying that next five years depending on how the world goes then i'll just adapt to it and if it um, pursues me to still do music, 
as a career, then I wouldn't mind, you know, touring with um, an international artist. That, okay. that I wouldn't mind. But then I would have to really practice for that. I would have really have to push myself into music for that. Um, currently, um, I haven't been really playing much for the, like, I wasn't playing much from last year, but this year um, I got the opportunity to work with Vision Band for a little bit. And they've been pushing me to, you know, to start by practicing and learning songs and whatnot. I still used to do gigs here, there and everywhere, but it wasn't as much. So, sorry, it wasn't as much. So I didn't used to um, push myself into practicing or learning new songs or, you know, developing my um, dexterity and whatnot. So I kind of put place music um, on a pause since COVID happened because I wasn't working for a while. So no day job, money coming in. So I had to try and find something that was going to be sustainable. So I put music on a pause. So right now I'm just getting back into it, doing more gigs and, you know, trying to yeah. get my feel back. Yeah, and uh, um, um, I really appreciate your honesty there because I think that is the story of a lot of musicians. A lot of musicians watching this right mm -hmm. now, I think, have a very similar story because COVID really shut down everything. And as a planet, as a planet, we're actually just now trying to um, begin to see some semblance of life as it was before. And unfortunately, with this war, uh, between Russia and Ukraine, you know, it kind of throws everybody into a loop. But, you know, we are resilient people. And uh, I'm happy to hear that, you know, you're at least getting back into gigging a little bit, you know, with that mm -hmm. vision band. Um, who's the who's the keyboard player for that band? I'm trying to place the band in my head. Uh, okay, so the band consists of, um, I don't know if you know CN, keyboard player. Is this the, the band with um, the Premiere 758? Um, oh, no, 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 no. That's a different band. Okay. I actually work with that band as well, mm. but they've been on a pause for a little bit. Mm. <laughs> they've been on, on a pause for a little bit. But uh, I'm actually holding on for their bass player. Well, the Vision Band, I'm holding on for their bass player. You know, the bass player decided to take a little break. But the, bass, but the band consisted of Dijon playing bass. We have Dunage on drums. CN playing keys, and we have two vocalists, Devon, Pierre, and um, Deshaun, aka T Blacks. Mm. Yeah, uh, he's the he's the artist of the group. So yeah, yeah. So and, you, you might remember I, you might remember the um, the Bruno Mars feature that I pushed out. Uh, Give me that, give me that, give me that. Uh -huh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> hey, guys, let, let me show you guys that right here, okay? Give me your, give me your, give me your attention, baby. I gotta tell you a little something about yourself. You're a wonderful, flawless, oh, you a sexy lady. Sexy lady. But you walk around here like you wanna be someone else.
so that that video uh did really well on the platform uh i actually met the vocalist in saint lucia not too long ago i gave him a shout out i was like yo <laughs> yeah that that was that was a fun feature for sure um but yeah man that's it for me um i'm going to ask you two things and then i'm going to open the floor to you if you have any questions for me so the last question is how how could caribbean cadence um serve our musicians in the region even better or go further than we're doing now well to be honest so far you guys have been doing a pretty good job i admire the fact that you guys take um clips from different musicians from around the caribbean different islands and you guys show, um, showcase their, their talent and what they do this brings out more exposure because a lot of people see you know the different videos the views increase more followers more likes where it's uh, like a, a marketplace for musicians that's how i see caribbean cadence um it's like a marketplace so you have a video that you know you think that is good enough to be out there for somebody to see you, um, to hit you up for a gig or a recording vibe if they like your tone, your singing, your playing, whatever it is, um, you guys have that that platform to put out their stuff, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I really like about you guys' platform. Um, moving forward, I believe the way that um, you guys are moving so far, it's gonna become bigger and bigger. And if it gets bigger, that means more followers, that means more people gonna be more into music. You wanna have a lot more younger musicians that wanna market themselves and they're gonna be putting out videos and getting themselves out there and try to see if they can make a career in music as well. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, that's that's the, the direction of impact that we definitely want to have for sure. Um, you have any questions for me? Anything you want to know? Um, I always wanted to know um, what really inspired you to start that whole, you know, <laughs> from Lucian musicians to Caribbean cadence. Caribbean cadence. Uh, so I'll tell you, I'll tell you the story. Uh, some people may have already heard this, but for those of you who haven't, uh, the long and short of it is I, I was 17 and I moved from St. Lucia to the U.S., right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to play at church. I, I mean, I love bass. I always used to be playing. Um, and uh, I, I, in the U.S. now, I started playing for this this band at school, right? And my roommate at the time was the drummer. And at that point, live live arrangements started to come out. So you had your Sean Wrights and, you know, you I remember that season. I, I remember that season. I remember that season. You know, Jan Hunter, mm-hmm. uh, Corey Henry. Darren Javon. Yeah, just just crazy music. And we used to be in the room just like, ah! Oh! <laughs> just I think that's the era of Gospel Chops as well. Oh, yeah, Gospel Chops was out and, and all this stuff was going on. And I really wanted to share these things with my friends in St. Lucia, right? And at the time I had been exper- experimenting with groups and pages, you know, this is before social media really became what it is today. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I had a 
created a page for my mom's company. I know the pictures. Um, you know, I had done a thing. I created a page called Do Do That. Right now, Do Do That has about two thousand <laughs> followers. I don't know why wow. they follow, <laughs> but yeah. So, mm. and in addition to all of this, I created Lucian Musicians. And, you know, I would share these live arrangements on Lucian Musicians and some of my friends would started to invite their friends. And we got to a place where we had about 300 people in there and mm-hmm. uh, started considering doing things like, uh, you know, maybe we should have a shed, we should have, you know, workshops, you know, and stuff like that. And then I left school, started working, you know, and got distracted and stopped. I just stopped. And... Um, Time went on, social media evolved. And in 2019, basically 2018, 2019, I was like, yo, what am I doing? Lucian Musicians was, that was a whole vibe, you know? (laughs) And at that point I had learned a lot more about social media um, from my involvement with this ministry called Bridge. And uh, I decided, yo, let me take some of these skills I know and just go back to doing it. And it's something I love doing. I love featuring people. I love discovering new music, discovering new musicians and making connections with, with uh, musicians from all around the region, you know, uh, and uh, especially uh, Lucian musicians, you know, uh, it's been, it's been a good journey, you know, and uh, I've met and talked to people uh, that I would not have otherwise uh, talked to and, now we have this team of these great guys. I, I, I always shout out Ellie and Makayo who are helping us remain consistent and continue growing. So, Devon, thank you for joining me. Um, I'm a no fan. Problem, bro. I'm a fan. Keep, keep doing really? your thing. Oh, no. Yeah, man. No, no. Yeah, man. <laughs> keep doing your thing on that side. I have nothing to be a fan of. I'm a normal bass player. I, yeah. Every once in a while, I'll, I'll probably post a little something that I have a little, a little something there. Post and keep doing yeah. your thing, man. Don't don't be discouraged <laughs> by by COVID, uh, and that not, doesn't just go for you, but for every other instrumentalist across the region. Don't be discouraged, guys. Yeah. Uh, same for goes sure, for sure. Yeah, same goes for me. I need to pick up my bass way more than I do, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, man. Nice talking to you. Pleasure is all mine. <laughs> all right. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Folks, you can see another episode of the Green Room. Next month, you're more more than likely seeing this in May. So thank you for watching this. We're actually recording this in April. So thanks for watching. And uh, you'll see us next month uh, in June. So bye for now. Frozen tears.